0: We, we've started. Just so you know, we've oh, All right. Nice. Nice. Wait, you, great
1: way to start the shall, new year.
0: Well, yeah. We didn't even know. Yeah. Shall you begin us with in the intro? So the nice thing is YouTube gets to see this like behind the yeah. scenes, but then it just goes away for the spot. Sometimes we
1: just go right into it. Sometimes we do, but yeah. today it hasn't happened. So welcome back to Class on Grass podcast, season three, episode 15.
0: Welcome, Paul. I see that you're in the chat. Always there. Paul has said, oh, wait, let me zoom in on this. Is it bad that my eyes um, can't read on a screen that's two feet away Maybe. from me? There we go. <laughs> it's gotten quite large. I think that's, yeah. Happy New Year, boys, is what Paul said. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year to, to you as well. Happy New Year to anyone else listening. 2022 is among us. <laughs> that that works really well. Uh, <laughs> if any of you know where we're going with that, <laughs> feel free to laugh along. <laughs> Anyway, keep us going.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah. So, (laughs) twenty twenty one is behind us. So (laughs) there you go. Um,
0: dude, I can't even breathe.
1: (laughs) We thought we would do our favorite (laughs) moments Um, of twenty twenty one.
0: Have, no wait, that was in twenty twenty two. shoot.
1: Alright, whatever. So mine is from the Euros. The Euro final. It was the first <laughs> the first two minutes of the Euro final. Okay. When uh <laughs> Yes, Paul, that was in among us. <laughs>
0: Dude, um, Paul, I love that you got that.
1: <laughs> um so yeah, I'd say I had England for our little draft thing that we did for the Euros. So I wanted them to win and then first two minutes they're doing really well luke shaw obviously scored and then it really went downhill from there but i just remember those first two minutes and that was pure favorite on moment. on top of the world you know
0: on top of the world exactly um i would have to say that my favorite moment is tied between I, i'm just gonna pick one but i'm gonna give the honorable mentions as well oh. favorite moment brighton versus crystal palace away First time we faced Crystal Palace in the 2021-22 Premier League season. Mm-hmm. We're down 1-0. And in the last minute, the ball gets booted by the keep. Joel Veltman with a beautiful first-time touch out of the air. Lifts it over the back line. Neil Mappe, smash and grab. Oh,
1: I remember this now.
0: Great little goal. Un- Sully. Unbelievable. Sully was great. I mean... What a time to be alive, mm-hmm. as, as a Brighton fan. <laughs> you know, we, we cherish these moments as Brighton fans. Um, but, but I, I'm just so, I'm so overjoyed about those moments we've had. There was three.
1: That was honorable mention. No, that was that was. Oh, that was... that was full. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> um, th- there was three others. I think that Neil Mape scored in the last minute. He's really trademarked himself as a. A, i mean
1: he should just be subbed on at this
0: point <laughs> no it's true i mean i would play d welbs up top alone well we've seen <laughs> it, he's incredible
1: him just steal the spotlight there Dude, he at does, stanford bridge
0: Yeah, it was, oh, there, there's another honorable mention yeah i mean well
1: it, that was was that 2022 i think
0: uh, i probably was yeah these years they don't <laughs> they, well, right, do. <laughs> they get all mixed up in my they, brain they blend together <laughs> <laughs> they do um but yeah, I think overall 2021 was a, I mean, it was, it was better than 2020.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which we, wait, there's a low bar for that though. Yeah, it so. was.
0: But I mean, we, we improved, right? Yeah. So if you're, if you're looking at a, a graph, mm-hmm. like mathematically speaking, and you start at 2020 and you forget about history prior to 2020, <laughs> yeah. you, we've, it's like our podcasts, you mm-hmm. know, just continually growing
1: exponential growth
0: exponential well i don't know if we're exponentially <laughs> growing but we can say that in our minds we yeah it's yeah. it's all about the mindset exactly that's what we've learned as mm-hmm. we've done this podcast <laughs> for the for many years um but yeah 2021 was good hoping for more great things to come out of 2022 mm-hmm. um and bringing us right into it 2022 has started out pretty well we've had some really nice you, you keep laughing time <laughs> i you love the among us I joke do. in your head I <laughs> I can't leave. It, it, it was a good way to start out. Twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. It was, uh, it was. <laughs> it was it a pretty was. good way. Let me move up to the chat. Uh, Paul. Okay, Paul. and us <laughs> Oh gosh, I apologize to anyone listening after uh, on Friday with this new launch. Wait, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's a bit too Look for
1: Yeah, two days away. There, there is
0: a launch coming, in, coming mm-hmm. in on Friday. Two days away. Keep your eyes peeled for that. It's going to be sweet. We've got a lot of things coming. Um, we're not going to spoil it for anyone because obviously it's, it's going to be really sweet. Um, but make sure you're ready um, and you check Instagram on Friday because we're that's when we're going to post everything. Technical director back there, <laughs> you need to stop laughing. <laughs> what, what I'm talking about right now is not funny. Um <laughs> okay um okay but uh but yeah um overall it's gonna be it's gonna be super fun look forward to it look forward to it because we i mean i'm 100% looking forward to it it's gonna be stay
1: on instagram for the announcements for the entire day yeah just keep refreshing refreshing the feed you know
0: you're you're gonna see it i mean we've got some great stuff prepared um so yeah that's coming on friday so look forward to that um And then moving us straight in, like I was saying before, 2022 started off well. We've had some really good Prem games, uh, starting with Arsenal versus Man City, which took place, um, in this, it finished 2-1, the first goal coming from Bukayo Saka. Um, I'm pretty sure that he was attempting to hit the ball far post when he struck it. Yeah. But, and and possibly high. um, (laughs) It's true. But, so it's almost like a complete opposite, polar opposite. Um, But, uh. But yeah, he uh, he put it bottom right and it was still a good goal. He I did, mean, it was incredible. He, he did very against Man City, He so. did very very well. <laughs> um Paul said uh, I'm not going to read that actually. <laughs> Paul is so out of pocket today. Yeah. Um but uh
1: so they're up yeah. 1-0, I believe. And then
0: Yeah, well so it it was before they were up 1-0 yeah, the exactly. penalty yeah, shot yeah, was. Yeah, so true. before Bukayo Saka scored, there was a penalty shout. Um the ball was played over to Martin Odegaard. He took a touch, and Ederson came sliding in. It was a strange slide tackle. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I know. Slide I don't know why he like w-
1: didn't go with his hands. Yeah. He just kind of...
0: He, he did, like a, like, a scissor tackle. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen the videos of, like, people who literally, like, go two legs around the person, and then just kind of, like, wrap them. Exactly. Like and then
1: just break their leg. Yeah,
0: literally. Yeah. And, but he did that, and one of his legs... I mean, now, coming from someone who watched this myself, and just, like, with my own... Take on it, I feel like it was a penalty. I but yeah,
1: I mean obviously that was not. What was I guess we can go into so then Bernardo Silva kind of had a even softer I think penalty. It was softer. Um, it was
0: called on the field.
1: Yeah, it was called on the field. Obviously, it's very hard to change. Or no, I don't think it was. Was it?
0: Uh, now, now you got me. Rolling.
1: Either either way, I think Odegaard's was more of a penalty than it definitely Bernardo definitely Silva's. Was. It definitely was. You and could, Odegaard,
0: uh, or uh, Bernardo Silva's came um, later in the second half as, and, and it was the, resulting in Man City's first goal. Um, Mahrez with, with Maris, the penalty, yeah. As you said earlier, dispatched very nicely did. into the top right. Um, but yeah, I it, the two things I take away from it are, first off, they're not really penalty calls that I would call for either of them. Or, I mean, the, the way that he did for either of them. Yeah, they're know? the opposite. I would, I would reverse them. Opposite calls, And two... Yeah. You have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. The consistency is clearly not there. No, um, but it hasn't
1: been like the whole year.
0: It's it's weird. I don't know. It, we we've been talking about VAR since
1: like two years.
0: Well, we've been talking Three about years. the entirety of the podcast. Yeah. But I did a I did an eighth grade presentation on yeah. VAR, and I'm graduating high school. Now, yeah. So exactly. Clearly, this has been an ongoing issue for mm-hmm. quite some time, and we or the footballing community, should I say, has definitely not mastered how to use it completely I, yeah. effectively.
1: I think it's gotten better. I just remember I think it was last year or the year before um the season started out like crazy. There were penalties yeah. every game and
0: last year there was way more than there are this year. Yeah,
1: and it was just like penalty every game. A lot of them were very controversial. Like they couldn't overturn it because through the rules and, like, the very fine print, like, they couldn't overturn it, so they just had to give the penalty even if it wasn't. So, I don't know. I think it's gotten better. I still don't know, like, who tells when the referee goes to the monitor on the field and when he doesn't.
0: Uh, yeah, you would think it would be the, the VAR, what do they call it? The VAR assistant referee or I don't, Yeah. video assistant. Well, that's the actual technology. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what you call the person. Cause it's not the fourth official. He's
1: like, they say like he's on the VAR. Yeah.
0: He, they say he's like so. in the booth or something. Yeah, like exactly. But whoever's in the booth, usually also, have you noticed that generally speaking, the people working at the monitors up in the booth are actual refs that ref on the field yeah. too. It's so weird how they do that. I know. I, I would think that they would have different...
1: But it kind of makes sense because then they know both sides of it, and you know? Agreed. So they know who, how to work, like, the actual VAR and how to be on the field. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's good, but...
0: Yeah. Um, But, obviously, we aren't the official on the field, and the official called it a certain way, and people have disagreed with it, but that resulted in the game being one-one. And then at the very end, Rodri scored. De Bruyne hit a nice ball up; it was um, kind of bouncing about. the The clearance wasn't great. It was um, like Holding and yeah, Ben White, I think, yeah. or and, something. And De DeBru- Bruyne's ball wasn't really cleared out; it was kind of just like brought down. Yeah. Um. And then it bounced about a bit, and then Rodri tapped it in. And then he took his shirt off and ran over to the stands yeah. and celebrated like he was a beast. And to be fair, I mean, he he did win the
1: game. Yeah. You you just can't give this Man City team like a chance like that with a penalty to get back into the game. Um as we see now they're ten points clear at the top of the table. Chelsea have played as many games as them, even though they are in second. So I can't really see ten points being uh caught at this point yeah. with the way Man City are playing, which I mean, to the neutral, you kind of have to say it's getting a little boring. With having Man City win. Uh, we talked win. about that last episode. Yeah.
0: We said it's almost boring to watch them.
1: Like, obviously, you have to appreciate Pep's genius and how he has won, like, four titles yeah. or is going to win four titles in, like, five years. So, I mean, it's just incredible. But at the same time, we every year, I feel like we think Liverpool or Chelsea...
0: Are going to overtake them.
1: It's going to be a close one. And then every time by Christmas or New Year's, it's just... The gap is huge. So,
0: yeah, Um, I was just looking at I just pulled up Man City's recent results and it kind of popped out at me. Is it is it valid to kind of think about the the Arsenal game being 2-1 to them and, and their game prior to that being Brentford, which they won 1-0 That's um, true. being kind of drop offs compared to their last four or five performances where they beat Leicester 6-3, Newcastle 4-0, Leeds 7-0, then there was a the Wolves 1-0, but then right after that Watford 3-1. And and sure, strength of schedule is is not maybe in their favor during those fixtures, but, but there's two things I take away from that. One, City is maybe dropping off a bit, and two, that's not bad from Arsenal.
1: No, not at all. And as we've seen, they're in the top four, I believe, still now. But who, who do Man City play next? Because
0: Man City's next game is against Chelsea.
1: So that's going to be that's huge. That's big with if Chelsea are, having
0: just... And we'll, we'll talk about Chelsea in a yeah. little bit. If,
1: like, if Man City are, from those two past performances, dropping somewhat even though they won the game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like Chelsea could have a little bit of a chance.
0: Well, well, I mean, it's big considering Chelsea just came off a 2-2 tie with Liverpool. And, I mean, they didn't look great necessarily but they did pull back really well and showed great fight considering they went two nil down pretty early on in the game
1: yeah we can talk about that
0: game yeah, yeah. um obviously like i said they went they went two nil down in the beginning of the game the first goal was a really poor mistake from chalaba mm-hmm. um and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fault him in in a way that the media might or or people talking on social media might Right? He's a good player. He's a really young player. Yeah. And there's going to be times when players make mistakes like that. He's still very quality, but it ended up in Saudi Mane being able to score an early goal, and Liverpool gained momentum. And then with that momentum, uh, Trent got the ball on the right side, played a really nice ball down the wing, and Salah took it in and shot it near post on Mendy. And it was a good goal. Mendy probably should have been covering his near post a little bit better.
1: But like, um, but it, yeah.
0: it was a really good goal.
1: I mean, you've seen Salah do that so many times just dropped the shoulder um I forgot who the defender was or it was Alonzo and he just went the other direction he had so much space but then like in real time you see it and no other player would think to shoot there and then you realize how much space he actually had and how much time to just pick it in the uh near post but usually other players just like cross it low from that position but he just shot it and went in and you know I mean best player in the league right now I,
0: i'm personally just gonna say i think an Alonso Salah matchup one v one without support from your center half yeah. is it's it's game over it's over not what day.
1: chelsea really were it's not what they're looking today. for i'm just
0: checking to make sure that that's correct um yeah it was Alonso. Yeah. so um yeah they should have had a better plan trent's ball for another thing to just going into it tactically when trent receives it on the right um, the left mid pushed up, and so that m- meant that Alonzo had to push up. so yeah. The gap wasn't there for Salah to receive it in between them and then go into the middle of the game where he could take a curling shot or make a good pass and drop center backs out.
1: Yeah, he found so, the space.
0: So then Salah actually, um, like kind of moved up a little bit, and Alonzo moved up because he needed to to close down that space. And then Trent and Salah had a really good connection, and they played it over the top of Alonzo, bypassing two lines of defense. Yeah. Salah gets it. Alonso is completely gone because he's not faster than Salah. And he has a beeline to the net. And then he scores because he's Mo Salah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so, obviously, some things that Tuku could probably work on tactically. Um, because that's a situation that I feel like is fairly um, easily fixable uh, compared to a lot of the other situations you find yourselves in in Premier League games where defenses are are very solid at. at taking away those gaps yeah um but yeah just things that two can work on um but he didn't need to work too much in the moment because um his Chelsea side picked themselves up and immediately responded with a fantastic goal from Kovacic oh. I mean I that's don't even like know how hardest, he did it
1: that's the hardest shot the like form was ever. so weird he was tracking back like going backwards and then when he hit it he like leaped in the air too And it was the most awkward shot, but he hits it post and in, um, like, top corner. And I feel like that was definitely both the turning point in the score, but also in the momentum because when a goal like that goes in, like, everyone's just pumped up then. Oh, they are. And they're
0: like, oh, my gosh, we have have an opportunity here. Because,
1: like, 2-0 down against Liverpool in the first half feels so far gone from getting back in the game. But then once you get that one and you score a goal like that, then Chelsea just turned it on. And as you could see, uh, Pulisic, who did miss a big chance really early in the game.
0: He, he said in the, uh, a press conference he missed two that he feels like he should have yeah. put away.
1: And uh, Conte, off of a um, a tackle from Rudiger, Conte plays it through to Pulisic, and he redeems himself with a very nice goal. And, really nice. I mean, it was one of the best halves of soccer I've ever seen. Um, as I feel like if the goals were spread out throughout the whole game, it would have been a very entertaining game. The second half, obviously no goals, but I thought it was still entertaining to me because there were a lot of chances, but Mendy and, uh, Kelleher both did very well.
0: Well, and, and when you have a game that starts off that way and you, you go into halftime two, two tons of action, everyone's pumped up no matter what happens in the second half, you're going to have a very tense match. And oh, yeah. A very, I mean, not only tense, but intense game where mm-hmm. people, even if goals aren't going in, you can tell the passion is there and people want to win that game. Um, I also think it's worth noting the quality of N'Golo Kante's pass to yeah. um, he It was a volley and the ball was like three or four feet in the air. And considering Kante is only maybe a foot higher than <laughs> that, he did get his leg up there quite well. Um, and it was a really really nice through ball and and then obviously like you said Pulisic took it really well um, do you think this could be a a turning point in Pulisic's uh, time and chance he's given in the squad because obviously Thomas Tuchel has always been a, a large advocate for Pulisic but then at the same time whilst advocating for him in the media and and in other areas of the press he uh, he doesn't back that with as much playing time at least as as Pulisic fans would like
1: yeah I think the biggest thing is he's getting playing time now especially the past handful of games but he's playing in the wrong position like Tuchel's playing him at like false nine kind of just center forward which we'll talk about their center forward issue in like a couple seconds but if he plays out wide which he found himself in wider positions this game he can really create and be the player, like, top potential that he has. Obviously, there's some transfer rumors about um, him leaving just because of that playing time and um, all the forwards and all the rotation that Chelsea have. But, I mean, if he's getting this playing time right now and he's scoring goals and if he can continue that, then I don't see him leaving. But, I don't know, it's really tough with how many players they have.
0: I mean, I completely agree with you stacked Chelsea team yeah getting time alone is an accomplishment but obviously American fans would would enjoy it more if he got more time um and I think the position is the main reason that you're seeing less time from Pulisic but it's it's strange to think about because you'd think if you're playing him in the wrong position and he's giving you goals and assists still at a fairly frequent basis considering like if you look at the ratio of goals to minutes or goal contribution to minutes he's giving you a pretty good ratio there Mm -hmm. um for how much you're playing him it would be it i mean obviously i'm not at training every day but i would be kind of shocked to to not at least toy with the opportunity of moving christian to his actual position and seeing how he can shine um when he has that freedom to play where he normally is used to but, I mean, it, it, clearly, uh, Chelsea uh, have, have tons of talent, and we are biased to our American friend over there. Of course. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll be interested to see how, how not only um, his playing time and, and that Chelsea squad uh, changes, but also if if any rumors come up of, of places he might be going, especially considering we're in the transfer window now. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul said Liverpool had to be nearly perfect for two years just to win one league title. Uh, Pep is making the Prem a Farmers League. I mean, it, I I would agree that Man City are too good, but I don't think it's becoming a Farmers League because I think Man City will fall at some point, and the other teams aren't decreasing at such a rapid level. I mean, if you look at, let's just say Ligue 1, which is probably most widely known as the, the biggest Farmers League yeah. out of the top five, um the the quality of the mid and lower table teams in liga are not close enough to the teams in the premier league where you'd say that there there's going to be a drop off that like matches in the next 5 years i just don't think that's going to happen
1: no i think farmers league as in you know who's going to win the title every year but not in terms of there top are farmers playing yeah and top 4 battle relegation battle that's all like,
0: yeah that's all it's play for
1: yeah and it's always the smallest teams can beat the biggest teams and that's we've seen it every year um, exactly. that we've watched so
0: I mean Man City right now they have 53 points. Um, they're 11 points ahead of Chelsea and we're 21 games in the season. So 38 game season or 36. I can never remember this. I think it's th- it's 38. yeah, it's 38. Um, so that means 17 games left um and 11 points to recover. That's doable, but Chelsea, Liverpool, or Arsenal, and Arsenal have a much bigger task with, um, I mean, 18 points to recover. It's doable, but you have to have nearly a perfect...
1: And Man City are playing perfect, so...
0: I mean, you would have to hope... I mean, they did just only beat Arsenal 2-1, and... Brentford 1-0 but you'd have but to hope yeah. that they they continue on that form and and actually lose points in a couple of games. I'm not saying they're going to lose 3 or 4, but maybe lose a game and tie a couple, you know? Like I I could see them dropping 11 points from now till the end of the season. But I don't see Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal actually going for... winning every single game. Exactly. That's the That's hard the part. Problem. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, you can capitalize on the very small times that Man City do drop points, but at the same time, you yourself can't drop points, which then give it back to Man City. So it's just... I think it's too far gone at this point. Um, But probably the biggest story I'd say this week...
0: Definitely the biggest story.
1: ...was Lukaku stirring the pot a little bit at Chelsea for really no reason. I mean, he... Came back from his injury and COVID and all that and started scoring again. Um, and then an interview with Sky Sports dropped, and I know you have the exact quotes. Yeah, I can, um,
0: I can read it out. Um, yeah. Let me just find it here. But
1: at a very strange time, and I think after He's you read it... He's not leaving
0: in January. Why would yeah. he say this? And
1: after you read it, I, still, I think what Tuchel did to kind of calm it down was good, but you can read what he said. He said,
0: physically, I'm doing great. I'm just not very happy with the situation, but that's normal. I think the boss has decided to play a different formation, but I have to stick at it and get on with it professionally. I'm not happy with the situation, but it's my job and I mustn't give up. So he obviously... The the quote maybe doesn't sound that bad like when you just look at it right there, but obviously Mm -hmm. the media is going to just blow it out of proportion and talk about it a lot. And Lukaku has been known to i don't want to say be uh disloyal to his clubs but he's not a super you know he's not one of those guys that you think of like loyalty he he bounces around a lot he has moved he yeah. often i mean this is a running joke obviously but he often kisses the badge of every single club that he plays at
1: yeah. <laughs> um, That's true.
0: and and acts like he has pure passion for that club um and there was there was more stuff circulating now i can't verify if it's correct but it was on a lot of different sources of him being like i really want to Go back to Enter.
1: Yeah. Well, he did. Um, say, yeah. In the interview, he said, "I don't like the way I left Enter. I'm definitely going to return."
0: Yeah, and he's and he and he said not when I'm old.
1: Yeah. You know exactly. What I mean? yeah. So obviously he's twenty eight now or something. Yeah. So. so
0: that probably means that he's going fairly soon. And I mean that's that's fine. But when you still have six months left in this season and your contract is more than a year, um, that's a tough one to ask of your club that just bought you for a lot of money. Um and then did you see D'Ambroso came out with a quote, he he's a player for Inter and he was like, We don't we don't accept snakes at Inter.
1: Well, no, yeah. Inter's fans like put up a banner outside the stadium about that too. And yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. He He's been obviously he's had an injury and he had COVID, but every other time he's been starting yeah. and he's scored goals and
0: He's been disowned by both.
1: Yeah. <laughs> true. And I don't know why he chose to say this and how he was unhappy in any way um just based on what's happening on the field we don't know what's happening you know in the locker room or anything but um that really impacts the whole team too when like yeah probably your biggest star forward that you brought in this year is saying like he's not happy and then everyone's like okay like what why'd you say that um but Tuchel handled it he, didn't have him in the squad for the Liverpool game, um, and you know he said they talked and uh, Lukaku has apologized and everything. He said it wasn't good timing, but it's like, what what's the good timing for saying that? Like
0: there isn't unless you're literally about to leave. Exactly, That's so the only acceptable time to do that. Yeah. Um, before we move on, I also wanted to touch on. Um, I was I was thinking about bringing this up because. I'm assuming you've seen the, the clip of pawn stars. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> where where uh it's not Chumley who's working, it's the you know it's the guy's son. You know who I'm talking about? I don't like, know the characters. So like, so the dad, dad, I know, I know the a, clip you're talking about. So there's a yeah. dad who like, like or there was a grandpa who started the pawn shop and they made a show about it, and he had a son, and then his son had a son, and they all work at the pawn shop together, and then they have a couple people on the side who are pretty funny who work with them. Um and they do a TV show about Um, people who bring in different items to you know pawn off and and make some money on and usually they're very expensive items and so someone brought in a signed Pulisic jersey Mm -hmm. and uh it was it was kind of like one of these back here right it was signed it was like that one and it had a couple pictures in it and whatnot and like certificate of authenticity and everything um, and then they were like, oh, this is so This is a Christian Pulisic jersey um, signed. He plays for Chelsea. There's like England. three guys
1: standing around, Yeah, Americans and, that don't know anything about soccer.
0: And then the, the grandson of the guy who started the pawn shop was like, oh, this guy's like the LeBron James of soccer, right? And then the guy who's selling it off was like, yeah, definitely, definitely. He's and like,
1: then, oh, yeah, he's already being compared to Ronaldo and Messi.
0: No, that's the best part. So the pawn stars usually brings in experts to look at uh the the items that they get that they don't really know much about and so that clip where the guy said that's
1: the guy yeah that's
0: the expert that they brought in and he was like yeah he's being compared to the likes of ronaldo and Messi right now it's just not even close so that was one of the weirdest things i saw but what i wanted to ask you was i'm not super familiar with basketball players um and if we're going to do a reverse comparison here, which I'm going to ask you to do oh. people who are lower down than like top 20 in the league, I probably don't know much about. Um, so I had someone in mind who like, I don't even think he plays anymore, but <laughs> who, <laughs> who would you say is the, um, Christian Pulisic of the NBA?
1: Oh, so, you know I mean? so our, uh, technical director, yeah, technical also, director Sutton in the back. He can also help can, He's a big I, basketball.
0: Who do you think? Uh, John Moran. So where's sure. John Moran from?
1: So yeah, John, Moran, well, he's from the U.S., but he uh, plays for Memphis. He was was he was he a top draft pick? Was he the first? He was like one or two. Yeah, I he was swear. very top. Um, a couple years ago, I think he won Rookie of the Year the year he first year. Um, and he kind of just is a very big star, very athletic. Um, has some very big plays, but he plays for like a decent team. Yeah. So I it yeah I think the. The age and the ability is very similar okay. to Pulisic, but on the team he's on isn't like a Chelsea so team. So
0: here's the person I was thinking that you can mm-hmm. say. So I had to take a few things into account. I know this is not an NBA podcast, but this is related, so it's fine.
1: We're related really to the American viewers. Hey, so. we are.
0: We are. Um. So I had to take a few things into account. First off, Pulisic is foreign in England, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking about a foreign player who has huge pull in his home country but isn't that good in the nba mm-hmm. but still is impactful um and, and whatnot and has had good seasons that relate to a season uh like that pulisic may have had in the past or may have so i i said ricky rubio now i
1: yeah. I am, I am obviously,
0: a Minnesota Timberwolves kind of fan, so yeah. that's, like, obviously I know him, um, and I don't know if he's playing anymore.
1: He's, he plays at the Cavs, right? He
0: got an injury. He's out. He's, like, completely out? He got an ACL too. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, he's getting up. He was still playing, he's, he's age, up but he got age. An, yeah. He was playing
0: really well this season. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, but he, obviously, is from Spain, and so I felt like that, you know, he was probably very idolized in Spain as a basketball player. But yeah. Not as much here, but still was successful. I was thinking like Doncic, but then isn't he like really good?
1: I mean, yeah, he's like a top. Yeah, so he can't really like he's he, like yeah.
0: he's Pulisic isn't like a sallow or in a
1: box. No, no, no. Yeah. But I think that was good.
0: You think so? Yeah. I I, I was proud of myself. For yeah, thinking that. like, This actually that's makes good. sense. Yeah. So for people who are American listeners who don't really understand how far-fetched that was that they said he's the lebron of soccer it would be like if a ricky rubio was being jersey was mm-hmm. being sold in spain and they were like he's the messy of basketball exactly yeah. so
1: it, like it doesn't really work that way yeah. but
0: exactly Yeah. You know. um moving away from that yeah. and back over to the footy and the last thing in the premier league that we're going to cover um man united had their first loss under united ralph as united ralph i don't i still don't know how to say it yeah R-
1: rang nick <laughs> i think that's right
0: um But yeah, under United Ralph, and it was against Wolves and Mm -hmm. fairly disappointing.
1: Yeah. One zero. Um, I watched the game. It was Wolves kind of dominated and then Manu had a lot of possession. They didn't really do much with it. And then Wolves scored in like the eightieth minute. Uh Moutinho with a very good goal. Uh I don't know. It just seems there's a lot of talking points to it, but you know, Phil Jones back First time in like three years or something, started, played very well. Um, Rashford, on the other hand, has been subbed in the last couple games. He just, I don't think I've seen him complete a pass. He's just looking very off since his injury. Um, and honestly, since the Euros, the missed penalty, um, if you even go that far back. And what do you think he should do? Do you think it's time to move on from United? Um, marcus yeah just get a change of scenery or do you think it's a dip in form because he's i think he's like well we always have this joke he's like 24 right <laughs> something like that I,
0: he's he must be 23 he's still four. young no i think i think we always underestimate how old he is
1: i thought we overestimated i mean okay, i think he's like 24 keep talking, anyway I'm looking it up. like he's at that stage where like it's not working out for him at man you um 24 that's
0: great from you There we go. that
1: was a great guess wonderful so, what do you... Do you think it... I think it's time to move on. Um, He can always come back if he does pick up form and become, like, a top-class player. Uh, But, I mean, what do you think?
0: I think the problem is that Marcus Rashford isn't going to walk into the starting lineup of any of the top eight teams in the world. And that's yeah i just don't think he will unfortunately i think he would have two years ago but he's getting older now and not improving and yeah he's on a dip in form and so i think to salvage that i mean personally i think he'd do best at a at a place like sevilla who martial has been heavily linked to being loaned out to um or something like that but I, I just, unfortunately, I'm not a United fan, so I don't I don't really watch him week in, week out, but given what I know about him recently and how he's doing and how he's performing, I don't see him as a top-class player who's getting time in top teams.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, he used to be, for sure, starter at Man U, like yeah. you said, like two years ago, um, scoring goals, assisting, very good pace, but now anything he tries... He's like trying to do what he used to do, but he just can't for some reason. And I think his confidence is at like an all-time low right yeah. now. So I don't know how you get that up. I know I he probably wants to stay at Man U. Oh, totally. Just I don't see him. A, it's him his man. boyhood club.
0: Yeah.
1: I just don't see him picking up confidence within the club right now. I think maybe a loan out so he could come back after that, but I don't see him progressing in this team. Um, exactly. At least under – United Ralph. United Ralph. United Ralph.
0: Paul said Rashford has massively stagnated his development. The likes of Foden, Mount, and Saka have all passed him now. Completely agree with that. He was the young star. Obviously, Rashford is two to three years older than each of them. Um, actually, he's five years older than Saka. Yeah. Um, but he he used to be at their level. I I wouldn't necessarily say that. I, he, they, they are better than he was when he was at his peak when he was younger. He was
1: like Foden. At his yeah, peak. he was like Foden. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's the next big yeah. England." So he star. was
0: like them, but he has obviously had a large decline um, in. It's not even necessarily in his like actual play, although that's gone down. But it's more in his potential to develop. People thought he was going to be way better than he actually ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, or. So we think now yeah. when he's 24. But, yeah, I don't know where he's going to go. I think he's going to stay at United because, that, like you said, that's his boyhood club. Um, but I, I don't know how he's going to get out of the situation he's in right now. Yeah, like it, you said, confidence is just gone. It
1: also has to do, like, his, like, progressing downward also has to do with just Man United as yeah, a team. They, like, they are falling. They just are getting worse and worse. So, um yeah and then i guess moving on
0: we have to we have to check in with the bundesliga james, a yeah, little yeah. bit because there's two things with the bundesliga that i think are necessary to touch on yeah um first Girena is back with dortmund
1: the um, the michael jordan of soccer
0: there we go so we have the lebron james of soccer yeah. and the michael jordan of soccer exactly and then Holland is the Ricky Rubio of soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. There we go. Um, but Gio Rana is back with the Dortmund squad. So I just thought that that was an important thing to throw in there as we are a U.S.-based podcast about footy. Um,
1: he's been out for a while. He
0: has. It was actually a lingering USMNT injury yeah. that's kept him out. So I'm glad to see that he's back and hopefully he'll be back for national camp uh, whenever that is next and our next friendlies. Mm-hmm. Um so hopefully is I mean he's able to pick up for him well I don't I don't see a problem with that but I'm excited that he's he's gonna be getting back into action and getting fit again and whatnot and then the other big news as we move into the transfers that have happened um in the first five days of the window I mean yes. really like very opening, active. opening yeah. very actively um but in the Bundesliga Augsburg have signed um FC Dallas's Ricardo Pepe. Mm-hmm. and i I wanted to ask you what you thought of this this, uh, transfer because it's not necessarily where people maybe thought at uh, uh FC Dallas's Ricardo Pepe was was linked to or was going to go to because you know we value him very highly with the USMNT he's been performing very well over the past five six months and with FC Dallas who have been a struggling side in the MLS he's been he's been performing well still so he was linked with with a lot of teams I mean he he was down at Bayern Munich for a little bit training with them and and he was linked to some Serie A teams and and some Premier League teams who are definitely better than Augsburg. Mm-hmm. Um so kind of an interesting one when it came out, but I'm interested to see what you think.
1: Um yeah, so for those who don't know, Augsburg is I think like 4th from yeah, bottom. Yeah, they're 4th from bottom. Um so they're not a great team in the Bundesliga, but still just out of relegation um just to give some context, but so I was like you kind of when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, I I'm not sure it's a small team. How's that going to help his development? But I've kind of turned around to it and thought one game time, very crucial. He's, I'm guessing he's going to start like every game.
0: He's their record signing. From, if if you didn't know, 25 million. He's uh, being like, record signing. Yeah, he's,
1: he's getting projected as this like star boy that's come in for their club. So, which is great for America. Yes. And he, I think game time is really important. And then I also thought of McKenney at Schalke, who became similar, like Literally one of their the best, in yeah, best player, very young. I could see Pepe doing the same, scoring a lot of goals. And not a great team, but if they do stay up in the Bundesliga, so he can get um, time against like Dortmund and Bayern, big teams, and maybe... Um, kind of make his talents known there but i don't know i think it's good at least for this step he's still very young he's 18 yep. so um if he does pick up a lot of more um traction from that move and maybe becomes somewhat of a legend at augsburg like uh mckinney did at schalke i think it would be good to for him to move on then to a bigger club
0: completely agree the other thing that i thought was worth noting about this move is He was clearly comfortable at FC Dallas this past year and did well um, and and scored um, a number of goals for them. And he's moving to a very similar caliber team in the Bundesliga, not in level, but in where they stand, right? FC Dallas wasn't great this past year. They didn't do very well in the MLS, yet Ricardo Pepe still did very well for them. So it's very similar, What's going in my opinion, it could be very similar. What's gonna happen with him when he's at Augsburg? I think he could do really well and, and get goals. Um, maybe not like a goal a game, right? That would be insane. But if he no, can get, yeah. if he can get in the second half of the season five to seven goals, I think that's oh, good. Oh,
1: perfect. Yeah. Um,
0: great traction for him. The only problem I see is if he gets five to seven goals, maybe even realistically three to five goals in this second half of the season. And he isn't able to help help Augsburg enough um, in staying in the Bundesliga. And they do go down. He obviously will get transferred, but I don't know who's going to pick him up.
1: Yeah, I. that's true. I think also a big part of it is, um, from a biased U.S. perspective, is we need him to have a lot of confidence we do. going into the World Cup totally because he's really our only striker like mm-hmm. sergeant has really fallen off as well especially at norwich um i don't see it yeah sorry apologies
0: well, sergeant at bremen wasn't actually like a goal scorer
1: no he was a like good player for the bundesliga because he works very hard mm-hmm. but in the prem you need to be scoring goals especially as a striker or you're going to get dropped because teams especially like norwich at the bottom just need goals at that point um And, yeah, I think the biggest thing is, like you said, scoring a decent number of goals in the uh, second half of the season comes around the World Cup's in the fall now, winter. So starting the next season off really strong and then going off to uh, Qatar and doing well to the U.S.
0: I mean, that would be a fantastic 2022, if we're going to be honest here. If he did that. Make the
1: semis with (laughs) the Make the semis of the World Cup
0: (laughs) with the United States. That would be incredible. Believe. Um, but yeah, I, I think Paul said in the chat, Augsburg will be a stepping stone for Pepe. He'll benefit more from playing with them than sitting on the bench at Bayern, And I completely agree with that. The problem is if um, this step does not propel him to Byron. You know, when you take extra steps, there's obviously... That's the risk, yeah. There's, there's risk of uh, the bridges between them breaking down and you not being able to make it to the final destination, especially if you had... A, a way to skip straight to the final destination from the start. Obviously yeah. we don't know that we don't know if Bayern just said no. Um, but it, there, there is risk to it. I do think it's a good move though. And I'm very excited to see how he does in the Bundesliga. Um, the, there's three or there's one other, two others. Now I got it. Two other <laughs> official transfers that have been large enough to make our list, um, from Europe that have happened. Um, the first one is Trippier to Newcastle or Trippier. Um, to, to Newcastle. I'm pretty sure he was called Trippier in La Liga because yeah. of the accent, mm-hmm. you know. The, um, Spanish-speaking people. Um... <laughs> Spanish. The
1: Spanish <laughs> the, but, Spaniards. Oh, yeah, the
0: Spaniards. Spaniards. The Spaniards called him Trippier. But Kieran um, Trippier, obviously now back in England, um, he, uh, he'll he be playing for Newcastle. A club very who solid. Is, very, very solid transfer for them. For Newcastle. Um, but they are a club who is sinking and needs players and are financially stable to buy players now with their new ownership more than stable (laughs) um but i it's going to be really interesting to see how him and the other rumored players there's a player from uh from leal who's rumored to go for 35 million over to newcastle i can't quite remember his name um and obviously many other players have been linked so it's going to be interesting to see how him and the rest of the boys who transfer over there do um and if they can actually pull newcastle out of that relegation battle
1: i mean i don't see it happening i see Trippier making a investment almost being like okay i'll sign with you now go down with you play a year in the championship
0: you think you'd do that
1: yeah hopefully go back up in hopes that you sign some like world-class players <laughs> with all the money you have and then i can play I'm on the way like, up
0: from the championship yeah and They're then just, i can I'm play crazy i mean
1: crazy. we haven't seen this before we no. haven't seen a team with more wealth than Man City possibly be in the championship.
0: That would be ridiculous. Like,
1: are they gonna spend money on vi- like what? You can't bring
0: people. So if what they- insane
1: players are gonna go in the championship? Oh
0: yeah, Aubameyang to Newcastle is also uh, rumored. Paul just said that. Um, that's another one I just want to touch on that. Uh, I don't think. That although would this happen. is a, this is a rumor. Yeah. So this hasn't been official, but um. Abamyang, if it happens, I think it's a good move because especially if it's a loan to buy loan, I think loan for then it gives Abamyang an option to go somewhere where he fits in the system. He does not fit in our system right now. Um, he's still a Premier League level player. He can get four to five goals, maybe even more than that, in the second half of the season with them and help them. Um, and you know, I I think it would be good for him just as a player to start playing and enjoying his football a yeah. little bit. Um, and if it was a loan with an option to buy, it gives him that opportunity to say, "No, I'm not going down with you guys. I'm just going to go back to Arsenal," um, versus a permanent transfer like Kieran Trippier, um, where right he's destined to go down if they do. Although let me let me make sure of that first, um, because obviously if that's not the case here, um, yeah, I mean 12 million plus add-ons, so it's it's a it's an official transfer. So. I mean it, it feels like a really huge step down going from
1: Champions League well, to
0: ch- Champions League and and starting most games for Atletico Madrid yeah. to playing for or playing possibly in the championship literally 18 months later.
1: I mean it I mean I think for Newcastle it's the right move to go for players like Trippier or Aubameyang players who aren't fitting I don't know what Trippier's like kind of situation was at atletico but in terms of the england squad players that aren't really fitting in their squad like Obamiang, like Trippier, bring them in who are still quality players who need a refresh mm-hmm. and just like see what happens honestly because yeah. see if they gel um just because they're at a new club but yeah we'll see
0: james said uh they're two points away from watford by the end of the window their best 11 could be completely yeah. different yep i mean you never know what's going to happen when you have 250 billion dollars in net worth in your club you
1: never Um, know what happens
0: it's just ridiculous but we'll touch on that more in the next podcast um because obviously transfer window right now so stuff is going to be happening every single week um but the other transfer that happened uh and and well it was a loan but with an option to buy and was fairly high profile was Ainsley Maitland-Niles going to Roma, teaming up with Jose Mourinho and Tammy, Tammy Abraham. Um, so...
1: And Chris Small. And Chris. Three three English lads. The um, the, Eng-
0: the England squad. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, I rate Maitland-Niles, and I think to Roma is a very um, good move for him. Like we saw Tammy doing very well. Um, I don't know. I think it's... Arsenal do have, as we said with Aubameyang, they do have a couple players that just need to move on or at least loan out like Maitland-Niles. So I think it's a good move. I think probably the strangest one that we will see in the whole transfer window is Insigne to Toronto.
0: Oh, that is most definitely the strangest one.
1: Going from top player in the Euro finals with Italy playing Napoli's captain and then he... For some reason transfers to toronto fc
0: it's it's a weird one right so i saw so first off he came out with a quote and he was like yeah american soccer's worse um, <laughs> literally basically it was just like yeah um i don't think the level's there <laughs> um or anything but i'm not
1: to. really sure why i'm going
0: <laughs> i don't think the level's there but he but he said um but i really like the city of toronto and also i don't really know why I mean, he must pay. be being come paid you. Well, he's, you know, he's the highest paid player in the MLS. Oh,
1: he must be making so much money. So much. But, but
0: it is strange that I've, I've never heard of, well, I suppose Ebro was an 88 rated card in FIFA going to. I mean, it's just a great analogy. 88 rated <laughs> card in FIFA going Always to. Always
1: comes MLS. back to the FIFA. Oh, it does. FIFA it does. knowledge.
0: FIFA knowledge just yeah. surpasses all other
1: knowledge. Yeah, Paul. I mean, Leo was mixing up Giovinco with. I was Insigne. actually,
0: when I was writing down the yeah. plan of the podcast, I was actually mixing their two names up
1: i mean Giovinco was a player Giovinco was so good so and he wasn't even like the club he came from i he wasn't as good as insigne was at napoli right now
0: no insigne well so he's 30 30 yeah. or 31 so he is exiting his prime but or yeah i'd say but with
1: the world cup coming up for italy who still need to so qualify? That's, right
0: that's the biggest question yeah Having signed a deal in the MLS, is he really going to be playing for the uh, Italy national team? I mean, you know what it reminds me of? Literally the year after France won the World Cup, Blaise Matuidi, Matuidi who was yeah. in that squad, went to LAFC, or Miami FC, my mm-hmm. bad. Um, but uh, but then was never included in the squad yeah. after that. So I, there is obviously bias towards what league you're playing in, and I, I just do not think that... I, I, I don't think... It, it's it's gonna be crazy if he actually gets in that squad.
1: I it I mean, with Italy, they have Immobile, Chiesa, and I mean that spot's still open for Insignia. I don't know who another.
0: Well they, they have a spot. lot of like decent wingers like Berndeschi yeah. and like uh I just feel
1: like his experience he might just make the team for the World Cup.
0: Dude, he he's so quality. Dude yeah. in the Euros I kid you not, he was in my opinion, the most talented player I saw on the field when we were playing. Chiesa did better, I think. Donnarumma definitely did better. But for talent-wise and how skillful you are and, oh, yeah. and how much you create, he was unreal.
1: Well, you know what it is. It's him being 5'4". And the short socks. The oh, Jack, does he do short socks? The Jack Grealish. So you see, as a player... Any player, Smith, Rowe, Grealish, Insigne, any player that does...
0: Have their- you ever seen someone, like with your own eyes or on TV... I mean, this could even be one of your soccer games. Who's wearing their socks ten inches above their ankles, which is prime jack Grealish. I mean, yeah. maybe not even ten. Maybe like like five, five inches. inches five yeah, inches above their ankles. Yeah. And and with a little they're... bit of
1: shin guard sticking out. Oh yeah, you the have, top. You
0: have. yeah, Um, but have you ever seen a player who does that who's not good? No. See.
1: Quality players.
0: But guys, if you know you're not that good, don't, don't do it. it. Don't do because it because you can't. You can't like yeah. change the. What would they call it, like the equilibrium, mm-hmm. right? You can't like the unbalance. definition
1: of the short socks.
0: Yeah, you can't unbalance it. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's very well balanced, and you want to keep it steady. Um, but that actually does conclude the episode for today. We talked about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, covered a lot, and we started off the new year with an Among Us joke, which I never thought we would do. Like, That's true. if you asked me before this episode started, I would be like, no chance.
1: Did we? We didn't do the Hassani of the week. Oh, I my god. I think gosh. we got too caught off guard with we the, did. The, the joke. So
0: we have to do it because yeah. you can't start the new year off oh with the Hassani of the week. That would yeah. be Good the, thing it's I caught So it. poor.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. You, you can announce
1: so, it. So uh, the first of 2022. The first. Is Manuel Lanzini with two goals against Crystal Palace. What
0: a great. He won his one game. penalty.
1: His other one. He like La Croqueta in the air yeah, and was, volleyed yeah. it bar down. It was insane. You should really check it out if you haven't seen it. West Ham went up 3-0 in that game. Um, They're absolutely flying in the first half. Talk
0: about another quality player like Insigne. mm -hmm. Um, uh, Manuel and Those
1: small little playmakers. Dude, the small playmakers.
0: Alexis McAllister. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows his name. He's a beast. (laughs) Did you see his two goals that he scored on the weekend? He could
1: honorable mention.
0: Honorable mention is, is Alexis McAllister.
1: Honorable mention number two, Gordon for everton yep also scored a brace two goals his first Although two goals I, of his career
0: I, I do think that alexis McAllister's goals were better
1: yeah but
0: one of gordon's goals just deflected
1: yeah but it was his first two goals yeah. of his so career so we have to so. put him up there
0: yeah. we'll dm him afterwards let him know you were an honorable mention for you
1: were an honorable week. you didn't quite get there <laughs> you, didn't, you
0: weren't quite the Hassani of the week this week but you you'll were have to score mention. more goals next we're time. gonna need a hat trick for you yeah. though, and then you got it you there got you go locked in yeah um But yeah, I mean, we can put McAllister at third. Mm. Definitely a solid performance from him. Definitely. But yeah, like I said before, that concludes this this week's episode. Apologies that we did not record last week or even this past Monday. Um, we're recording on a Wednesday night right now, which is unusual for us. Um, COVID and travel and soc- like real soccer and stuff like that has all gotten in the way. So we have been unable to record for quite some time now. But we're super excited to be back. We're super excited for Friday, January 7th. Make sure you keep your eyes peeled keep on Instagram. Keep your eyes peeled. It's going to be sweet, Um, and we will see you next time with a lot to talk about. A lot. All right, peace.